And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave, David, and Connor. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Pervenanzi. Guys, coming to you today after the uh, Loons game last night, which we're going to talk about a lot. We're going to have some good things <coughs> to say, some bad things. I mean, Connor's already, he's already look at it, he's already freaking out about it because he's hacking on it. He's allergic but to the allergic team. To the, he's allergic yeah. to the team. Uh, but, uh, guys, it's Monday today in Minnesota. It's April. Now, David, of course, he lives in now in Florida, so it's pretty much April all year long, except in the summertime where it gets super hot. But we have a super storm coming this way, guys, this week, week, which is crazy. And I'm nerding out because it's a weather phenomenon that we haven't seen in like 50 to 100 years. Um, we're going to thunderstorms tomorrow night. North Dakota is going to get 30 inches of fucking snow. Hmm. Uh, Thursday, we we now, it's gotten better. Thursday, we're probably going to probably gonna only get like an inch of snow on Thursday here. But still, freaking nuts. And it's fucking April. It's April, so, guys. So it sounds like it sounds like Minnesota is going to get missed the worst of it, or at least well, the metro area. The at me- least south. I mean, south, I mean, up north, they're going to get a shitload of snow, too. Yeah, and I was but, just out in South Dakota just a, over a week yeah. ago. So yeah, good timing on that. And and and, and Dave, you're in Idaho. Are they getting anything with the storm? Do you know? No, the the weather here surprisingly. I'm right near Boise. Uh, the weather is surprisingly very similar to um, Minnesota at this time. I mean, there was actually a little rain, sleet, hail, snow this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing severe, but uh, noticeable. And I think over the next, I think that's kind of the worst of our weather. So maybe it clipped us. It looks like we're dealing with a little rain tomorrow, but not to bore you with Boise weather. But I was just, I every time I come out here this time of year, I always expect it to uh, be like 60, 70 degrees. Because it tip, you typically have a bit of a longer summer out here and less of a spring and fall. Sure. Typically. Well, not to bore anybody with Boise, but I, I liked this a little bit, Dave. Compare Boise to another city that people who listen would know about. Hmm. Put, wow, way to put me on the spot. Um, it's, it's I think Boise is very underrated, um, because but, it's it's a it's not a big city, but it's not. Yeah. Then again, it's not small either. You know, and it's neighboring you know suburbs and whatnot. It's it's yeah. right in the middle. It's so it's I don't know right out some cities like it's um it's smaller than Colorado. You could you can't compare it to Denver. Um, Denver is much bigger. But it's just one of those cities that's like if you if you if you want to work in a metro area, work in a city, and but still, you know, don't you, you don't have to drive much more than 10, 15 minutes and you're kind of so like, feels like you're out in the country already. So like Charlotte? Would it be like a Charlotte? Um, yeah, other than the fact that I've oh, I think the east-west demographic is totally different. Like it, of course, it, yeah. But I'm talking about everything I'm, feels I'm different out west. Talking about yeah. what city size and yeah, yeah, like a Charlotte. I, yeah, I say it's under yeah. it's a it's a nice area and and man, I'll tell you the, the I mean I think it often gets overlooked, but it's a short drive to the mountains. There's some t- tremendous say if you're out into the outdoors, skiing, fishing, um, beautiful scenery, mountains. It's just it's it's a pretty cool place to live. The only problem for us is there's no professional sports teams in town. It's, well, it's Boise State, and that's it. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a big problem for us. That's ridiculous, but yeah, so. Dave's out in Idaho. Uh, of course, we have David in Florida. So we have three different states for beers again, guys. Yeah, which is amazing. So let's well, talk about that. those beers because I think we're gonna have some interesting stuff. I think David has a good one. I'm sure Dave has a good one. Uh, let's let's start the Minnesota ones first. Connor, tell us what you got tonight. 
Uh, I have a new beer. Uh, it's a collaboration uh, between Bauhaus and Modest here. Uh, it's called the joint. It's a, called the Joint Dank Account. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, a it's a dip hopped uh, hazy IPA, and I've just tried it for the first time tonight. I literally had to go to the liquor down at the liquor store down at Hy-Vee to go get this, and. Uh, it's only 6.3%, so kind of low for an IPA. The IBU is 24. Um, so, but uh, it's it's the right amount of hoppy again. It's kind of like the Dank Aaron um, that I had last week, but it's less strong. So if I had to choose between the Dank Aaron and this one, I would choose the Dank Aaron, but it's still a, it's still a good IPA. I would do it again, but it's uh, it, I thought it was very interesting that's a uh, collab between Bauhaus and Modest, basically a uh, Minneapolis St. Paul uh, oh, wow. over the line type of thing. Yeah. So, kind of, you know, it's not, it's not really, it's kind of rare that Minneapolis and St. Paul actually collaborate on things. Yeah. We know the history of that shit. It's bad, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, well, nice Connor Bauhaus and Modest. Good combo there. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next to get the Minnesota beers of the way guys. I have from Liftbridge Brewing. It is called understanding com- understanding computers, but it is blue screen of death. See, blue screen of death, <laughs> and it says your beer ran into a problem and needs to restart. We're just uh, collecting some citra and mosaic hops, and then you can restart drinking. It's an eight point five percent DDH DIPA with blueberry puree added, and uh, it is really good, guys. You can taste the blueberries in it. But it's also very strong. You can taste the alcohol in this bad boy. Uh, so maybe mm. one at a time is probably all you can do. Uh, but I normally don't have lip. We normally don't have Lipbridge on here because Lipbridge has their kind of common beers. I think we've all had. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to pick this up. This is something different. So, yeah, it's uh, it's really good. And I love the can. I love the blue screen of death. Everybody can can relate to the blue screen of death i think we've all had it at some point in our lives so giddy up uh let's go with david next david what do you got from florida uh i have a new brewery mm. it is uh hop sized brewing in bonita springs uh aptly named brewery that uh, i think focuses more on you you would guess it more hoppy beer um this is the Beta Juice Volume One yeah. Nebulous DDH New England IPA. Ooh, um, it's really hazy, as you guys can see. Yeah. So we, um, you sent us a picture of this last night or yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, you were saying something about the hops that they have. Now, what the hops yeah. they used? Or so this is all one hop. It's from uh, Yakima Chief Hops in Yakima, Washington. It's an experimental varietal that it's basically just a trial blend that they're testing out to see if it's any good. Um, so you're not going to find a beer like this. Um, it's heavy, heavy mango. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like mango explosion. I think uh, Hop Size in their post on Instagram says it's like you're sitting in a mango grove. Um, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It smells like mango. It tastes like mango. The nice thing about it is though, if anybody eats a lot of mango, they know that it, it 
gets that uh, bittery bite to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I call it kind of like a sharpness. Yeah. And it this doesn't have that. Um, the IBUs have to be really low. They don't report what it is, um, but it's got to be pretty low. It's 6.9 ABV, so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a bit high, but not too bad. Um, but it's really super, super smooth. Uh, it's fantastic beer. The cool thing, one more thing about Yakima Chief Hops is they're actually um, grow, grower-owned. Oh. And they focus specifically on family-owned farms. Nice. So it's really it's a really cool operation. I did did a bunch of research on them. Um, and it's, it's just kind of a neat idea, especially being that, you know, the hops are way over in the West coast and we're way over in the East coast. So to have kind of a, a trial collab, uh, is pretty cool. Well, I hope um, they, I hope yeah. they continue what they're doing with the hops thing. Cause I, uh, tell me if I'm wrong here, guys, but we had a hops place in this mighty hops. Was that, was it mighty hops? I think you're right. I don't they're, recall no, they're no longer they're no longer around anymore. I think they closed up shop. Yeah, um, you know, I remember years ago. Um, actually, I learned this from a tour at Liney's. Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about how the Midwest used to grow a shit ton of hops, mm-hmm. but they had a blight that mm-hmm. killed off the hops, and they've never been mm-hmm. able to get the um, production back. Yeah. So, my hope is that places like that. The hops you're talking about can keep going. I mean, yeah, I thought it was always cool when breweries around here had mighty hops in it because it was a Minnesota hops yep. and now they're no longer around and that, that kind of sucks. So, yeah. Yep. Well, David, uh, great new brewery from, uh, from Florida. And then we got Idaho. Yeah. Dave. Idaho. Yeah. So almost by default, a new brewery, um, new brewery and new, um, I went with, I kind of, you know, would, I don't know anything about uh, less than almost nothing about uh, Idaho craft beer, but uh, I ended up going with a beer from the Laughing Dog uh, Brewery up in Ponderay, Idaho. Okay, so that, I didn't even know where that was when I was uh, looking looking at the can, but Ponderay, Idaho, that's, I'm in the Boise area, just west of Boise. That'd still be a, ooh, it's still about a seven and a half hour drive for me, 460 miles. So Jeez. you're talking way so, up. It's wow. north. It's it's north of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So it, it's it's almost Canada. Canada. Yeah, yeah, it's almost. It looks say, like it's about close half, to Canada. It's basically looking at the map. It's basically halfway in between Coeur d'Alene and Canada. So it's, wow. you're not far from Canada there. But yeah, it, I can only imagine what this brewery uh, would be like in that area in general. Just beautiful. I was talking about the scenery uh, of Idaho earlier, and and I haven't had the well, I haven't had the chance to get up to the the uh, I guess you call the panhandle of is that what you call the panhandle of uh, idaho but the upper i call it there's a i suppose i call it the middle finger yeah (laughs) yeah but anyways yeah i call it the medium-sized dipper yeah it it works but (laughs) careful careful connor (laughs) careful with it anyways so i went with the beer that kind of jumped out at me um the brewery jumped out at me, Laughing Dog, as beer as a, a dog fan, of course. But uh, ended up going with their Mountain Hound Huckleberry Cream Ale. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, that's Very what nice. I thought. Immediately nice. thought, I'm like, wow, that's unique, Huckleberry. I can't say I can say with all certainty that I haven't had a Huckleberry, you know, yeah. cream ale before. And this one is interesting because, uh, and I guess I did not know this until. I mean, I've heard of Huckleberries. It's just not something that I ever have. But as it turns out, Huckleberries they're actually native to the Pacific Northwest. So um, it makes a lot of sense. And then uh, you 
partner that with a with a cream ale and it's just the, first of all i've been talking a lot about cream ale so far early this year and uh this one doesn't disappoint and it's just they're just incredibly smooth you know the ibu's nine like a lot of cream ales you'd expect that to be low and uh this one's surprisingly refreshing and also it's a bit it can be a bit of a pounder too especially like on a hotter day because it comes in at only four uh, percent Wow, nice. ABV. So that's lower than mm-hmm. your say, say average light beer, Bud Light, Miller Light, whatever. So yep. yeah, it is really refreshing. So ultimately smooth, creamy texture, but it's it's just and then it just gives a little bit of that. I mean, I don't know. Describe the Huckleberry. Um, it's 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 a you know it's a berry. It's a little sweet, but not 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 overwhelmingly so. It's almost like a sweet tartness, I guess you'd call it. And yeah, just delicious. It's very good. And like this beer actually. Just looking into it after I got back into the hotel room from purchasing it, but uh, the other night was, it's actually their best seller and their flagship beer, and they go on they go on to say that they are one of the only breweries in the world whose flagship brew is not an IPA. So I, I was like, oh, well, that not, makes, uh, not that makes sense. Not but yeah, anyways, uh, Laughing Dog Brewing up in Ponder, Idaho. It, uh, I'm not disappointed, and nice. you know it's funny we were just the other podcast we were talking about you know craft brewing in other cities and locations around the country specifically. And uh, that's what I would say, you know, from the time I spent in Idaho, you know, craft brewing brewing is popular everywhere. So it seems, but I would say maybe Minnesota is on another level though, as compared to Idaho. I don't think it's as popular because you can go into stores out here and you'd find, you'll find several, like I, I I had several to choose from, but it's, it's not, it's on a different level back home in Minnesota. That's for sure. Well, great. Idaho beer, Florida beer, Minnesota beer. Uh, before we get on, move on, guys, to the game. Uh, I want to talk about Heavy Rotation Brewing, uh, which is a new brewery in Brooklyn Park. Uh, Dave and I were lucky enough to go to their grand opening last week for a couple beers. So it was last Friday. Uh, we got there at like 2.30. It was already freaking packed. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a couple of their beers. They were all good. And surprisingly, I looked up their menu right now. Dave, and I want to say this. They weren't lying when they said they were going to rotate things in and out because a beer we had on Friday is no longer available. Okay. Oh, wow. Their cream ale that we had is, has been replaced by their hype man, uh, Hells. So it's total. it's gone now. Their cream no ale is gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I, I asked that question. I was kind of curious about that. And like, we'd brought it up. I was not, mm-hmm. not with heavy rotation, but I, I was, you know, the importance maybe of having a flagship beer or a mainstay and, and point blank, they basically said, no, we're not going to do that. Now they may have say, whether it be a cream ale or a, mm-hmm. a, this or a pale ale, IPA, whatever the beer may be like a stout, like, for mm-hmm. example, I think his answer was, the stout that we have up on the board right now, once it's gone, it's gone. Yep. Now they're going to have another stout, but it's going to yeah. be different. So it said, you will not find a beer there for more than a month. That's it. And it's like, if it's not wow. gone in a month, it's gone. And uh, no wonder they call it heavy rotation. Yeah. So we yeah. talked, we uh, crazy thing is guys, we show up there. And of course, Dave, the beer tender, our old friend from Alloy, who is now at uh, Lakes and Legends is there. So he sees me right away. He's like, Hey, Tony podcast. Blah, blah, blah. Talked to him for a while. And then I knew that the guy who ran the place was the old marketing guy from Utapils, who we dealt with. We did the podcast there. His name's Ken. So Dave and I talked to Ken for a while. After like a two minutes, he kind of finally realized who we were because he's like, uh, oh, oh, you guys. Okay. 
And we talked to him a little bit uh, for about 15 minutes about rotating these beers out. And he said, yeah, we're not going to have beers for more than a month. Um, so yeah, we had the cream ale. It was fantastic. Now it's been replaced by hell's. We had those, I think we had the, we had the Zwickle beer, Dave. Yes, we did. That we Zwickle did. beer was off tank Pilsner, which was very good. Uh, and then we also had the Reckless Abandon, which was the wheat beer with uh, citra hops and orange peel, which was uh, fantastic as well. They were all good. And I mean, I, I we've been to br- new breweries that are mm-hmm. just opening up and, and whether it be because they're just ramping up production, just starting, um, you know, we've been to a few where the beer is okay, but, you know, maybe not great, but you, and they, we've since seen them get better at these mm-hmm. particular breweries. Well, not, we don't need to name them, but uh, this, the beers we had on Friday afternoon were good. Like I thought all yeah. three of them were yeah. really, really good. Good, good beers. Um, great location, north of 610 on zane uh the only issue they had guys and funny story we're we're sitting there talking to ken and i noticed when i came to the parking lot now there's a the parking lot is shared by three different businesses so you have the uh pet place i think it's something mountain stone mountain pet stone mountain whatever lodge the next that you have a daycare center and then you have the brewery okay and they all share the same like middle parking lot when I showed up, the parking lot was like completely full. It was crazy. So I parked by the daycare center and I noticed there was a couple spots that said daycare center parking only, but it was only five spots. So we're in there talking to Ken and all of a sudden the daycare lady, the head owner of the daycare lady comes racing in with the owner of the Stone Mountain or Stone Mountain, uh, whatever. <laughs> now, Stone Mountain guy, he owns the whole area, right? And he leases the buildings that around it to everybody else she comes racing and is pissed off about the parking situation because tell them, i'm telling you guys it was nuts 2 30 on a friday it was crazy and she's pissed off because people are parking in front of her daycare center yeah and which you, you, knew, you knew she 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 was probably pissed off from the start just knowing that a yeah. brewery was opening up next yeah. door to, to yeah. the daycare center but. which mm. i understand that but like ken had said they had told them previously it was going to be a big opening and they had kind of told them, Hey, we might have a lot of cars here. It happens. So I noticed that daycare had put up a couple of signs. And when I left that evening, I was parked next day, next to daycare center. I noticed they had written in chalk on the ground, daycare center parking only for like 10 spots. My problem with that is I'm not looking at the ground when I'm parking. I'm not seeing chalk on right. the ground. So guess what, lady? It was your own freaking problem, A. And it's one day. Deal with it. Yeah. You know? Also, I mean, what happens like tomorrow when it rains? Yeah. Well, right, yeah. Well, the other thing, too, it kind of pissed me off was she came into the brewery. And Ken had to, like, bring her outside. She's like, let's go talk outside. It's like, you don't do that to somebody's new place. I mean, that's kind of yeah. bad neighboring is what that is. But... I'm sure they got through it. They had two food trucks out there. It was great. They have a Galaga machine in there, guys, nice. which is a free arcade machine. And it's going to rotate every month because they rent it. And they're probably going to put a pinball machine in there, too, which means I might be in there three or four times a week after work. <laughs> if it's free. Good location for you. Good location for me. But it's nice to have a place like that in the <laughs> park to take over for what happened to uh, Blue Wolf. Yeah. And we did talk to some of the guys about Blue Wolf and their whole, you know, thing in and out. 
I think what we got from them was I think they went a little, they were kind of in over their heads a little bit, um, which isn't surprising because from what we were told, I don't think they really weren't, they were first time brewery people. So, you know, that type of shit happens and I feel bad for them. Uh, But it's nice to have a place like heavy rotation back up in the North Northwest. They've already talked to Omni. They've talked to Elm Creek. Uh, they've talked to what was the other one, Dave? Do you remember they talked like like th- three or four different breweries up in that area? I'm trying to think of who else they've talked to, but uh, mm, um, you got most of them. Did I get all of them? I might have gotten all. Of them. Yeah, you but, said Alloy, Elm Creek. Om- yeah, maybe not Omni, not Omni, but well, they talked to Omni. Yeah, they did. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think you got um, them. Yeah, so great place, guys, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks I can get a crawler from there or. a growler or a howler no no growl no crowlers sorry no crowlers they'll not be doing crowlers they'll be doing howlers which are the small uh glass ones the like glass one like 10k yeah, the midgy does those yeah, 10k does the same thing so yeah. i'll be doing that so hopefully i get a, something from there and we can talk about the podcast but uh hats off to them and of course ken said come up here and do a podcast whenever you want to we'd love to have you so get that going for us so um so that was fun, guys, talking about beers. Let's talk something that's not fun. Let's talk about the game last night. All right. Unfortunately. All right. Or maybe we should talk about something that was really ugly. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Because I mean, this I, game was ugly. Well, it was ugly. And it didn't matter yeah. what your – it doesn't matter which team you're side you're yeah. on. It was ugly. Exactly. Yeah. Let's, I mean, at least yep. – at least this game, you know, I, I, you know, sitting out here and I probably could have streamed it one way or the other, but I mean, exciting for me anyways, that I got out here to Idaho and it was a nationally televised game on let's, Fox sports one. Well, so that was exciting. Most of the country got to see this game. Let's talk. Interested. Let's talk about that for a little bit, Dave. Nationally televised broadcasts always say they're starting a half hour earlier than they actually start. Which it's, also it's, advertising. it's a lie. Yeah. It's lie. annoying. I mean, yeah. I don't feel like listening to them talk about on their pregame. I just don't. I don't really. I don't really care what they say in the pregame because yeah, they're yeah. they're national guys. Well, I don't care what national guys have to say. I really don't. Yeah. Well, it's not, sometimes it's interesting getting like an outside take. You know. No, I mean these guys. Well, you know. <laughs> I mean the, I get, the national guys t- tend to keep pretty generic though, so I don't. Uh, they're not don't, very hard. Not very hard hitting. I mean, exactly. and it, it, you know, I, I think. I mean, I'm not a big pregame guy anyway. I don't even watch. I mean, well, I don't. I didn't even watch uh, Minnesota's pregame. Mm-hmm. But um, it's. I, I think I told you guys I could have sat and relaxed for another 25 minutes or half yeah. hour. Yeah. Because yeah. all of a sudden I was sitting outside on the patio in the warm weather. See, I thought you knew. I knew. I thought you did too. No. Yeah. I mean, I turned it on at like 32 or 33, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" Always, yeah, I'm, always yeah, do the that tr- they do too. The, tricks, yeah, the tricks is first of all, like six that on the half hour, that's kind of an odd start time. Mm-hmm. And then number two, the key is if you're looking at your guide and you see the broadcast going from you know, in my case, 5 30 to uh eight o'clock, that's a good, you know, you're usually looking for those two hour went blocks when you're looking at an MLS yeah, game yeah. and such for that matter. Yeah. So national televised game in Austin. I guess an Austin team guys who scored a shitload of points or goals in the first two games yep. has come back down to earth the last couple of games. So this was a ripe for the picking type of game for us. And I think our predictions last week kind of said, we were all thinking this is going to be a game where we, we bust out. 
unfortunately. I don't think uh, we said that. Well, I think yeah, we said, I, I didn't. Did, did I think I did. I did. I, I did. You yes. did. You t- yeah. If I remember correctly, Tony, you you did definitely. You went all yes. in. The, yeah, like I went a all four in. goal prediction. Yeah. I, I think I kind of. I think I did a two one. Yeah. And I, okay. And I was. I think I did one one. one. That's still I did three two. Connor, you're the pessimist. Even David, even you, two to one is is breaking out for this team. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I more, suppose more than one goal. Yeah. I mean, that's that's true. But the problem is, uh, we our lineup. Oh, guess what? We're gonna play the uh, four three three guys. Oh, oh my god! Oh, it's, shit! Hmm. I I wanted no. to, I wanted to like gouge my eyes out with a spoon because I saw that lineup and I I what Tony when you texted us like, yeah. what yeah. was happening I yeah. was like that is the strangest lineup. Yeah. And it's and funny they the social me- the you know Minnesota United social media tried to squeeze it into a four two three. No, one. yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're and never it, right. They're never and right. I was like, there's there's no way this just bizarre. Then once I heard that um, Turkey had cleared the air that said it was four three three, I was like, okay, that makes way more sense. Yeah, well, because that in a four two three one made no sense at all. Let's talk about it, guys. The lineup uh, we had <laughs> again, we had Ray. Amria and Ludd up top. And then we had Rosales, Trap, and Ariaga in the middle. On the back line, we had Lawrence, Taxi. We had Debassi, Boxel, and then, oh, look, there's Dotson at right back. So right. what I what did I say, guys? He started all four of his freaking midfielders right. in the same game at the same time. And it yep. and it, you know it. Be knowing who he is, it made sense. We're on the road against yeah. a team that can score goals. Well, he's going to play super conservative and defensive. It made sense knowing who he is. But my problem is, David, they can score goals against lesser teams. But what's been proven in the past two or three games after those first two games is they can't score goals against better teams. So Adrian Heath was like – Playing his, I mean, he was putting his hand like right on the table, saying, "Here, here you go. Yeah. I'm playing defensive. Go. I'm gonna play. Yeah. I'm gonna play for the draw here. Right. But, you know, when away. when doesn't he do that though? On the road, he just always does. It's it's absurd. Always. And the four three yeah. three is just like always. Show is you just want to yeah. wrap your hands around his neck. And, yeah. All right. I but, mean, yeah. Let's we have more ugliness to talk about. So let's get in the game here. Uh, we start this game, guys, and. Like we said, it's ugly because the first half was just what boring. Uh, couldn't get anything going because we're not in our right offensive set, anyways. We I remember trying- texting you guys. I was just not entertained at all. Oh, yeah, like right, yeah. like David like David said, like no matter if you were a fan of Minnesota or Austin in the first half yeah. last night, you were bored. It was, it was just yeah. there was no. Like there was nothing exciting about the game whatsoever. I think I remember the first shot uh, came in like the 25th minute yeah. uh, from either team. And that was Lud's uh, shot that yeah. uh, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't super far off, but uh, yeah, it, was, it was a couple of yards. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, but 25 minutes guys. Yeah. When do you see that? Even in, yeah. even for Minnesota. And, and just, Tony, you, so you mentioned, yeah. And Tony, you mentioned the camera. Yeah. And I said, well, what camera work could possibly make this a good game? Because it was about the possession was bounced back and forth so much. And I, I called it a ping pong game because it was like, it, yeah, it was just, it was dumb. ridiculous. It was dumb. And 
And what we were trying to do, of course, was trying to counterattack, which, right. I mean, we've done this before, uh, but it just wasn't working yesterday at all. I mean, well, and then, yeah, I mean, both teams were out of sync, and it was just a sloppy, sloppy game. <coughs> Either team could put a few passes together, really, at all. Um, and it was just, just really ugly. And it's one of those things, the cliches that you hear when you see this kind of game, and you probably heard them last night, is the old – you know, they're oh, both teams are feeling each other out. They're playing conservatively. Yeah. Like it's just like, well, yeah, maybe so. But I mean, they both knew what was at stake here, and it's just, yeah, it was just ugly. And you just, you had to hope it was going to change. But guys, I'm going through the highlight video right now on uh, YouTube. I think it's from uh, uh, from from Minnesota United. The first highlight clip is the kickoff at the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the first half, that was pretty the good, second actually. highlight clip yeah. is the kickoff from the second half. Are you serious? Yeah, there's nothing I mean, in between them. They show no highlights right. in the first round. Yeah, there, right. there was nothing to talk. About. I mean, well, like, the, I, I joke on that we should only even, have to take eight, eight, 15 eight. minutes. There's nothing here. There was there was some talk about guys in the first half. That was Ethan Finley, was a former loon, and was from Minnesota slash Wisconsin. That's we heard. Actually, they made it pretty clear he was from Wisconsin. Wait, well, they said it was his story, but I think he lied about it because he no, really come on. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, they did make it pretty clear that it was originally North Carolina, no, and yeah. then moved no. to Wisconsin. Yeah, he moved to Minnesota. That's not true, but they made made it certain that uh, <laughs> they made it certain that we knew that he played for the Loons. Yeah, he was a former Loon player, just a little bit. Just yeah, a little yeah. Bit. he was. Yeah, um, that how was many years again, guys? Four. Was, four. Four. Years, four years. Oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot into my brain now. Even I, though they mentioned it 500 times last night. Yeah. He used to have breakfast at a certain place. I'm just kidding. He, they, seriously, they went way too far into Ethan Finley because they, they, they had yeah. nothing else to talk about. They had nothing else to talk about. Really. But you know, the yeah. funny thing is they did have, and then they did bring it up. I, th- I think Holden was the one that brought up the fact that Heath did originally manage the Aztecs. Mm-hmm. 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 So they at least tried to bring up another connection but i mean there wasn't anything there it's like he was there for what three yeah, years yeah, yeah. Orlando. and then i yeah, didn't, I didn't realize he... that they moved the team to yeah. i didn't realize they moved it so mm-hmm. that's interesting. well apparently he co-founded the aztecs too he did co-founded right. it yes yep. that's right that's that's pretty impressive well I, I guess back in the day you think about it english coaches coming over here and wanting to start something up i mean why not i mean yeah. it, it it does kind of make it interesting uh picture of adrian heath i mean why did he pick austin they have good wine like, down is, there well i don't think they have he likes the music like right really? right i mean is he like one of those uh english country fans because there are a lot of english country fans. yeah 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 it's interesting but, it might have more to say about um like this the city of austin itself than say the uh, history of soccer maybe, in austin, maybe, yeah. austin texas maybe. because yeah i mean he i mean Stu holden brought it up like you know back when they founded the team you you know it's the old classic you know you go from you know 200 fans maybe at a match to look where they are now kind of thing and that's what they like to see but yeah because minnesota i mean yeah i mean minnesota has only been an mls existence for five years but the history of soccer here is right. pretty strong and speaking you know, good no well yeah i was just gonna say and really taking a line from you know a few hundred fans of the aztecs to what austin is now i mean there's like zero connection at that point no. i mean it, mm-hmm. there's there's far more connection between the thunder and the loons than there is aztecs right. I mean, austin yeah. FC, but austin, austin has a marching band now 
I mean, they have a merch right. van. That's Which right. I, I made that joke. Yeah, you did. And then I saw someone on Twitter commented on how they enjoyed the fact that Austin supporters were taking a cue from uh, Mexican it's and Latino Mexican. Yeah. Uh, supporter groups. Yeah. And I was like, gosh, so Mexican and Latino supporter groups just do marching band stuff? I, um, I, I hated it. Like, yeah. And I love a really active and lively supporter culture. I could not stand. I felt like I think I told you guys. It felt like I was watching a college football game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Um, so guys, so guys, um, these last few minutes, what we've been talking about here is about how I expected us to talk about the first half um, because there was (laughs) no soccer to talk about here. Yeah. Before going to second, before going to second half, guys, I do want to mention also they they talked about Ethan Finley a lot. They also talked numerous times about the sellouts that Austin has. Oh, twenty four straight sellouts. I'm like going. United has sold out how many games in a row now since they got to all field? You know, yeah. I mean, I, I think they've maybe out of the number of how many games have we had at all ends, I think maybe a handful have not been so much. Maybe. No, I think they're, they've been awesome, well, though. Well, also, Austin they, they have definitely haven't all in the COVID out. year either. Yeah, that's well, Austin, true, yeah. Austin came in. They opened their stadium after the COVID uh, restrictions yeah, were lifted. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, I mean, think. I mean, in recent memory. Think about the Nashville home opener. I mean, well, that was not sold out. Yeah, let's, by a long shot. Unless before we get to say that, guys, let's also talk about the lighting at Austin. They can turn the lights green, right? And and I talked. And David, you said we could probably do that at, at Allianz. I talk, we can. I oh, uh, we? hey. I should know because I work for an electrical company and we do the right, maintenance right, out yeah. there. Um, we can turn the lights blue if we wanted to. So all we gotta why do is, the fuck don't they? I'm sure it's money-wise. All they got to do is set up some new drivers up there. Oh, come on. McGuire can fork that money out. It's super easy yeah. to do it, but they won't. They they can do mm-hmm. some pretty good I mean, things. It, I mean, yeah, that, that looked yeah. cool, but I mean... It was they can I, dim the lights and do a lot of it stuff, was cool. but I feel like they could do that. Do I, want, I think they should just fill the entire stadium with. Smoke I don't know why they would. Why would it go all green at all ants? I don't know. That wouldn't not make all gr- as much blue, sense. What? Blue, obviously, as opposed to Austin. Obviously, oh, oh, Dave. Okay. What? Okay. Are you in Idaho now? Is that the problem? Yeah, yes, Idaho. That, that's the problem. Jim, is, is weed legal in Idaho? Yeah, uh, I don't know. To be honest, I'm sure you found I'm, out. I was just checking to see yeah. if maybe. Yeah, actually, yeah, no. They actually handed it to you when you got off the plane there. Like, hey, here's some, some no, that's Washington. Also, uh, Dave, I just saw that the uh, the Boise uh, soccer team over there are called the Boise Cutthroats. Oh, over there, oh. Dave, get to a game, Dave. How, lo- how long yeah. are you there, Dave? Are you, are you uh, just there a week now? here? Just the week, so probably not. Although there's always a chance of a return trip, so you never know, right? Yeah. Um, but guys, back to the blue lights who wouldn't want to be bathed in blue lights when right. the wind score a goal i i think that would be i would be that, excited about that that would be sexy actually it would, it would be that, sexy. that would be cool when i saw the yeah. broadcast yesterday i was like god damn those guys got it good there holy shit yeah but you know anything we did at this point would be mock or copying austin yeah i suppose that's true but you know every all the new teams copy us in some way at this point. We could do. What are you? What are you doing? So I'm showing the pregame to the U.S. Men's National Team against game against the Honduras at Allianz. Oh Stadium. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what oh, I see there is yeah. obviously the. LED why why do I see so, the French flag going around the stadium? I don't yeah, get it. It's supposed to be 
Yeah, right, right. American flag. I, I well, they can, okay, so they can do that. I'm talking about and with the, the lights, lights can blink on and off. I mean, they're going yeah, on. And the big lights are not. Top. Do, yeah, they're not. They're not the light. The interior lights of the stadium were not are not changing color. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's for sure. So maybe oh, they do not have that. Well, I don't know what they're worried about. I mean, we have my company has a guy there during all games to make sure shit doesn't hit you know hit the fan. Um, so I don't know what they're concerned about, but whatever. I, I feel like it would, it's something that they should just be doing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's talk yeah, about that. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the second half. Talk about the second half. Done, done with the first half. Done for the All right. Second half guys was a little more interesting because, well, it just was, um, I think the teams felt just each other out for the first half and they decided, Oh, let's do some, more stuff here. Uh, we had uh, attempted misses by well, freaking uh, Austin had an attempt to miss. We had the Loons attempt to miss. Uh, yeah, Rosales Austin. had a good uh, yeah. chance in the 50th, yeah. I think it was. Uh, Cascante had uh, his foul where he – I think it was the 53rd minutes the foul he got into uh, uh, Ariaga's face. That was the one where Cascante stood over Ariaga. And then Ariaga stood up. And Ariaga <laughs> got up and said, hey – Motherfucker, I'm bigger than you are. So I'm going to stand up in your face. And they got, ooh, it was heated. Um, but, you know, and that, okay, so let's point out that was a clear and obvious foul. Of course it was. Um, he had no right to even attempt to intimidate Ariaga. No. And I kind of wish Ariaga would have gotten a card by doing something to him because yeah. he deserved it. That was. I was hoping for like bullshit. a little. A Will Smith slap, maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that would have been a red card. That would yeah. have been. I I would I do mention quickly, guys. It seemed like in the first the first half was like no fouls. Then the second half, it seemed like it was quota time for the rest to just call fouls. Just it, every everything's a foul. It's a foul. yeah. It was foul, literally foul, every foul. twenty yep. seconds. It seemed like mm-hmm. it was a foul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys picked this up. The ref, the head ref, was a new head ref. Okay. Yeah, and it, and the fourth game. official was a pretty normal head ref. And it, right. the, fourth, yeah. the fourth official was that. The fourth official was a guy I do not like. No, I don't. No, but yeah, he's normally he's a, he's very, a very bad. standard set mm-hmm. of head 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 official. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean center ref. Yeah. I mean, it was it was funny when I noticed that who it was. I was like, yeah. what the hell is he doing as a fourth? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, so got demoted. He probably did. Should have been yeah. terrible. Um, let's skip guys to the 58th minute. Let's talk about this goal from Austin because there's a lot to kind of go through here. Um, it's a goal from Aruto Aruti. Yep. Um, he, I put, I texted you guys last night. He totally played possum in the box. He thought he oh, got fouled yeah. by oh, he, he dove. He dove. He, he dove. He was on the ground. Our guys did not cover him up. And he got a pass to him and he put it in the back of the net. Yep. He played possum. He won. Game over. I mean, and you know, I'm not a big fan of Alexi Lawless, but if anyone watched the post game, he he was ticked that that was a goal. He's like, look. He dove. Yeah. He should have been called for the dive, and he took advantage of that to get the goal. Yeah. And I was, I was 
agreed with Lawless 100. Yeah. percent That should not have been a goal should, because well, he he embellished everything to get a, get an advantage. Well, the, the yeah. problem too is guys, and uh, I said playing possum. You got a guy down in the box who looks like he's injured, right? At nine times out of ten, your guys are not going to cover that guy. Right? They're going to think, oh, he's injured. I'm not going to. Which they didn't, and then he just pops back up and says, "Oh, I'm gonna score a goal now." Yep. I mean, how is that any different from playing a dummy on an offsides? You know, how is that any different from doing some other things that are kind of like gray areas? You right. know. I mean, wow. you know, it, it, it was laziness on our defense. Yeah, plain and simple. Um, um, I mean, it, but I I get it. I mean, it's like. No, I don't. Never mind. I don't. Well, get no, you it. don't I mean, because it, they they should have been covering him. Yeah, you don't. I mean, think about it, guys. Four of us here. If we're on the feet on the pitch at that point, and we see a guy injured in the box, are we going to cover that guy? What's your first I mean, instinct? My first instinct is instinct is to make it sure he stays down. <laughs> Unless you, you're going to tackle the guy. I mean, my first instinct, of course, you'd be like, okay, guy's injured. I'm going to go play the ball, right? I mean, that's my first instinct. It, oh, you're right. Yeah, it, it is. That's yeah. it. I mean, I can't. I mean, especially when you're in a position where the yeah. play is supposed to continue. So, I, can't, yeah. I can't blame those guys for not covering him. I can't because I yeah. know <laughs> from playing soccer that my first instinct is to go with the ball because the guy's injured. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it is. I think it is lazy defense. And yeah, could even. I mean, they, on the uh, the outlet, I guess pass or whatever. You know, they still gave. He still had way too much space before he made that pass and yes. Rudy. So yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. Just all in general, it just it seems kind of just lackluster. I mean, the, 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 it's not like they were they they had a man advantage, Austin. You know, Minnesota had plenty of players back in defense, and they just the right. positioning was poor that whole sequence. From start to finish, like it, it and was, it's just, and then credit your Rudy to like, I mean, the timing, his the timing on when he got up was perfect. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. he got up and a well, split, you know, a split second later, he had the ball right on him. Well, no, no, and no, it, he wasn't injured he, at he all. He wasn't gonna. No, weird. No, no I, weird. I, I get the, Which, I get the, the embellishment argument. I mean, I didn't think about it at the time, but David, when you bring it up, yeah, I mean, it makes sense and. So clearly he embellished whatever he was doing there in the box, mm-hmm. you know, so it is. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole play started with him trying to get a PK. Yeah. I mean, that's what that started with and yeah. he didn't get it. And it, our but, defenders chose not to pay attention. No. Yeah. You well, can, yeah. They just completely, yeah. You can see him. Yeah. It's just, if we're, if we're outside the box guys, this isn't an issue, right? Right. Cause it happens all the freaking time, but right. guy in the box, playing what he did is different right i mean there's but got- you know i'm gonna get i'm gonna go back to my joke i mean at this point i'm gonna say that every minnesota defender needs to remember that and every single time they see a an opponent go down they need to make sure he stays down i yeah. mean in my opinion i mean because you never know at that point you yeah. know who's yeah. down trying to draw advantage and who's actually hurt well obviously i mean the rest aren't going to call it so but you should have a guy on him then. That's the right. Way it works. And it, you know, and it, I remember how many years has it been now that FIFA said, "Okay, referees need to start focusing on embellishment." I mean, how many years has it been? Six, seven, eight years. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I, you never a see a referee 
rarely ever see a referee no. call someone for embellishment. Oh, yeah. no. And it, it's annoying when all of a sudden, and again, Minnesota defense should have done better, but it's annoying when all of a sudden it actually happens Well, and they get advantage. Quickly, let's, let's discuss that, David, because we do have replay. We have guys in the box. Now, are they allowed to call that if they find out somebody embellished it? I don't no, think they, I don't think they not, are. No, They're not allowed to not. call it. No. So what we're doing here is we're, we're telling the refs, if you see embellishment, call it. But how many times do a ref does a ref see something and go, oh, it's embellishment? Not very often because he doesn't see the whole play. Right. You know, doesn't see it all. So it's it's a bad situation. They scored a goal. They're up one nil. I mean, what can you do? Nothing. What you can do, actually, there's something you can do, Dave. You can switch out from the four three three. Well, that. Perfect transition because that's what I was going to ask you um, coming into the second half. I mean, are we were weren't we all a little surprised we didn't see any changes at the half? Well, you know, we, yes and no. Considering think, that we made changes at the half against Seattle, I kind of expected Heath to make changes at the half against Austin because the four three three has been historically a disaster, right? And it, the first half showed that it was again a disaster. I was livid that he made zero changes going into the second half. But that's the thing. It, it, it's totally Heath's MO mm-hmm. when when he doesn't make any changes at the half in the 4-3-3 in an away game against us against Austin, where after the first half, it already feels like he's playing for the draw. Yeah. So right. it's well, uh, that, it just feels like Connor. Again, it's a a flow of the game type of thing. Right, for, and fuck for that Heath. conversation. Nothing, I mean, come I, on. Agreed, well, yes. And, yeah. Well, think about it. Heath, to Heath, nothing went wrong in the first half. We didn't give him a goal. So let's keep it the way we got it. Let's keep but doing what we're doing. That's it's Heath. So stup- not okay. It's stupid, but it's Heath totally what it is. I'm not yeah, saying it's, it's like, right, but that's Heath. That's Heath. I know, right. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. So, let's... <laughs> Before we get in our changes, guys, let's talk about briefly the fact that Boxel body slammed uh, the what's his nuts, uh, Cassante oh, yeah. Yeah. during a during a uh, free kick. And um, what did I say? The guy fucking earned that fucking body. Slam. Oh, he did. He he was. He is, you he were is, right. He was an asshole the whole fucking game. Yeah, he was an asshole. He, he, he kind of continued it even after that. Yeah, he earned it. So uh, yeah. Boxel body slams him. Yeah, whatever. I thought maybe after that body slam, we'd get some pep in our steps. And then right after that, guys, we did make some changes. We went back to the uh, uh, four, two, three, one. We brought and we in. took off the guy that should have come off back in like the 20th minute. Well, yeah. Which it was Will Trap. Will Trap, which no, we didn't talk about that, guys. That first goal That's right. was, was really was caused him. by Will Trap because he gave, gave the ball up. And, I mean, um, he, it, yeah, that, I, it, I mean, it was. Well, how do you call it? How do you describe that, David? Yeah, I mean, is it a straight giveaway or a heavy touch, or is that the same thing? I mean, I, I, I think it, you're right. It's the same thing. Yeah. He's, he's, he's case, he just gave it up. It, was, it was just a bad touch. It was a heavy touch. He's trying to dribble the yep. ball forward, if I'm remembering it correctly as I'm thinking about it. Yep. But yeah, it and wasn't the, a, re, it wasn't a terrible pass. It wasn't like some, 
you know, terrible yeah. dribbling. It well, maybe it was. It was a yeah, it was terrible. And we'll yeah. can we'll, we'll get in a little trap discussion at the end of this game, guys. But so the guy has one bad moment. Let's not jump on. Uh, don't don't. Mm-hmm. I'm just poking in a little. I'm just poking the don't, conversation. A don't little poke bit. the bear. Don't poke the bear. <laughs> uh, so Fragapani comes in, which is crazy. Okay. I mean, yeah. that's weird. Yeah. Um, I, we he's becoming he's kind of doghouse a little bit and well he was injured he was yeah, injured I mean, yeah, yeah. And, it's hard to tell what we, yeah yeah i think it's right yeah. o'neill o'neill fisher comes in yep uh yeah honestly lawrence, I I wanted, yeah, lawrence I has a, a a potentially a cramp cramp yeah it's it looked cramp. like a cramp it looked like a cramp it's cramp hopefully that's all it's, it is it's a cramp and about these subs though i i just think like the players that were came off uh specifically joseph for solace and, and kamai lawrence i mean i i was a little surprised probably like a lot of people to see Rosales get the start just due to the formation. I didn't think that's the way they were going to go, but I mean, credit to both Joseph Rosales and Kymar Lawrence for their showings, you know, against, <clears throat> against Seattle granted that game in general, Seattle game at home was not, a, 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 it was another one nil loss and it wasn't pretty, but I think those are two guys, two guys that kind of stood out Kymar, you know, Kymar Lawrence coming in, you know, making his first start here in Austin, but he played in that Seattle match. And then also Joseph Rosales is one of the bright spots in that Seattle match as well. So kind of nice to see him get us, them both get a start. Maybe it was deserved, yeah. but I, I mean, you know, for me, I would have taken Dotson out and left Rosales in. I, yeah. I think at well, this point, Rosales had enough uh, minutes in him to be able to play a full game. But there's a uh, reason, there's a reason why Dotson stayed in. I mean, he moved from right back up to midfield, which is where he, he should back. be in the first place. You know, sure. I mean, you're taking trap, you're, you're, removed. you're taking trap, trap and result Rosales off in the mid, and then you're yeah. putting, and then you're I mean, moving. You know, I think you put off. you put. Well, I would have done Bongi to stretch the field, but you put Franco in for Rosales. Rosales moves back to replace yeah. Trap, and then Metnier comes on to replace Dodson. I mean, that's did fine. we? Pre- it, you know, did we bring this up before? And I'll keep this quick, but I mean, um, Joseph Rosales and Kervin Ariaga. I mean, is it possible? And if it is, when do you think we might see a defensive? I think we did bring it up, but a defensive mid. That's why I'll keep it short. Defensive midfield pairing of, of Ariaga and, and Joseph. Well, Rosales. you know, I so think be I had texted you guys to say that we should ignore this game and just okay. talk about who we think our starting 11 should be. Yeah. Oh, we'll right. Because that. everyone's healthy. And we'll talk about right. that after the break. I, I, I would address yours. I think question that with that. I think. Yeah. All right. We'll and keep moving on briefly, Dave, I think Rosales and Ariaga could potentially start us open cup next week. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I mean, just to see what it's like. You know, yeah, because we, 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 and we, and I know we, I know we want to get through this game as soon as possible, but uh, yeah, I mean, Curvin Ariaga uh, had a heck of a game. I mean, yeah. I think the long passes that he had throughout the game, but there was one that really stood out. I think that was actually first half, but I mean, I just think he's your, he was box to box and just looked really good. He was probably, he was easily the best player on the pitch that night. So he's, last night, he's not as bad as some people who I've seen on the internet think he is. I don't so know how weird. he, I don't, even after his so first, weird. even after his first appearance for Minnesota, I, I had nothing negative mm-hmm. to say about the guy. He's, I think he's done he, everything that was asked yeah. of him. 
and yeah, he, he's done everything right. You're right, Dave. Yeah, he's, he's so solid. We uh bring in Fragapani, Fisher, and Metnair to go back to a four, two, three, one. Uh, which is it was good, good to see Romain back, by the way. Good yes. to see Romain back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to see right there. yeah bright spot uh, for yeah. sure. So then after that, guys, I think we really after that, those subs, we really hit the pedal here. Uh, shocking. Shocking. Uh, crazy, I know. It's it's not. We leave the once 4 again, 3 and all of a sudden we look slightly yeah, better. I don't know and why. it's once again a situation where we play our best when we absolutely need to. Right. Yeah. And true. what's interesting about that, I mean, great point, guys. And, and what's interesting about it is it was obvious to yeah. the announcers and everybody else watching the game as a yeah. fan. I mean, I say the announcers because they made a point of saying it, but uh, it was very clear to those watching that Austin was not satisfied with a one goal lead. Even no, after they were. no, you could tell yeah. that they were going for that second goal. And then early, you know, shortly after their first goal, they had significant mm-hmm. opportunities at that second goal. Yep. And it was clear, I would say until the final whistle um, that they were looking for that second goal. Now, the good thing was if there's an, a positive out of this match is that Minnesota did not allow that second goal. Oh, and right. not only that, they actually, I mean, I think the possession coming out of the first half was like close to 70, 30. It wasn't that I know, but it was close to it. Yep. And uh, Minnesota definitely after specifically after their formation change and substitutions were a good, a much better looking squad. And, yep, you know, um, you know, you could say, I, I hate saying this, but I'll say it. They maybe deserved a goal, at least a, a, a draw, but you know, whatever. Well, but bottom line is they did play better in the second half. The game was more entertaining in the second half. Yeah, I mean maybe that maybe the goal set their hair on fire and it had it had to be. But. Well, it had to be. Right. And so we make those three changes, guys, and things get better and better and better. And then we of course get the uh, we get a new in there, which is freaking nuts. Holy and, cow! I, I was starting to think we might never see him again. But and uh, you know, well, yeah. And sorry, this is a conspiracy of mine. Adrian Heath made a comment early last week, mid last week, mm-hmm. that suggested he had zero interest in giving him new minutes. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he wasn't going to give him minutes with MNUFC two. He gave kind of a shit response or well, argument for why. Well, and I, it, was it? Is it shit? I mean, he, people well, are yeah, complaining I mean, about he it. But played kinda, the since game I mean, one. I mean, yeah, but but the, the argument is the roster has to be in on Friday, and he could who knew could very well. That's he's not, not what he's playing. saying, though. Well, that's I mean, exactly what he's saying. Him. That's Why exactly he what he said. Put, he couldn't no, put him in MSUS two's roster because no, but the thing is, to be available for Saturday. But the thing, who would who the fuck would make him available for Saturday? He hasn't played him in four games. He has no interest in playing him. There is, I mean, yeah. he should be on MNUSC 2's roster every single week because yeah. he has zero interest in playing yeah. it. He's had so many opportunities. And, this is and it, as soon as that blew up on Twitter, all of a I just sudden don't think he it plays. Should, I, don't, I don't think it should have blown up, personally. I mean, But I'm, I think it should have because Adrian Heath has been complete shit when it comes to Adrian Anu. I mean, oh. he has time and time again passed him up on, on selection. Let's let's. End this game, guys, before we get into <laughs> but, arguments about uh, hold on. So hey, how exciting oh, just, it was exciting with popcorn right now. This is fun. So I knew when Bongi come in, guys, and uh 
we had some chances, but yes, yeah, yeah, no. Guess what? We end up losing this game one nil. Can't score a freaking goal. And after the game, I think a lot of fans on social media came out, and it was uh, Heath out. We're out, we're playing Heath out because we lost the game. Fans are uh, frustrated. Yeah, we yeah, are. Right? We saw. Let's let's yeah, talk about yeah. the frustration. Let's talk about the frustrating frustration, guys, because um, I think I made a comment on social media, David, on one of your comments that said, "Pretty much, Anu is here, Amaria's here. Let's play a four four two. Let's play the guys we need to play." But he'll never do that because he doesn't play guys. He doesn't switch up his. His uh his 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 sets tactics yeah his tactics due to players he just has his own tactics that he wants to play right. and he'll right. force it in there we said that and, before he'll and, force and we've seen we've seen this since day one yep honestly we have um it, let's go back I mean we can go back to Ramirez we can go back to Abara all those guys who've gone through here who haven't fit what Heath wants to do on the pitch and they're gone. Okay. And mm-hmm. Anu is going through the same thing. Now I think he went through when he was with Renz in, in, uh, in France where he's not playing because he doesn't fit what the coach wants to do. The manager wants to do, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. The guy is talented. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's, struggle to understand why i mean and this isn't all coaches it's it's some coaches are so rigid Mm -hmm. in what they do and it it has to be that they aren't intelligent enough to expand out it has to be Mm -hmm. i mean it it, it's mind-boggling that for instance will trap why the hell did he start last night he was the main reason we lost against Mm -hmm. seattle if Mm -hmm. Heath believes that a player plays themselves in and out of the 11 trap should never have started yeah and the only reason he started was because one adrian Heath, adrian heath is two-faced and he doesn't actually follow what he says and two he has a set agenda he knows he can't do anything Outside of a four-three-three or four-two-three-one, mm-hmm. he can't play a four-four-two mm-hmm. because he needs to play trap because he wants mm-hmm. to play trap. And trap sucks mm-hmm. at as a lone defender. He mm-hmm. can't defensive midfielder. He can't play that. So Heath knows he can never play that because trap has to be in the eleven, and he can't do it. I mean, you see him make formations a certain way or make tactics a certain way specifically because of the players he wants to see. And I swear I made a joke on Twitter a couple or last week, I think it was that Heath makes his game plan up two, three weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't yeah. deviate from it regardless true. of what injuries true. occur. True. He just sticks with it. And that's the way it goes. And it, because of that, and it, this was actually in response to why Unu wasn't in MNUFC MN, 2 lineup because it's it's like he should have known that he who knew had to be in two lineup because he knows three weeks in advance he's not gonna play 
the same thing goes with all of these other all of these other tactics. He has a set and he doesn't deviate from it. And it's crazy that there is a segment of this fan base that is okay with that. This isn't being negative. This is being, you know, and I'm alluding to conversations I've had this week. This isn't being negative. This is just being re- a realist. We're under there are fans that understand that we can be content that we're not basement right now, yeah. but we have to be critical of our training staff for making decisions that cause us to lose games. Seattle was one again tonight, uh, last night, the four, three, three, we have never excelled in the four, three, three. Why would we ever do the four, three, three? You have a chance against a team that has shown that they can't beat good teams and you sit back and just suck. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Can I, can I bring up a subject guys? I mean, this is, Having watched numerous expansion teams over numerous uh, leagues, um, usually expansion teams get a coach and he kind of is their training wheels for the first couple of years, right? Mm. Get some set up. Okay. Mm. Um, do we all think that maybe Heath has gotten us to a point where it's good for him? but not good for the team as a whole. I think that's a good way of putting it. And what I'm saying is uh, training wheels, coaches, expansion coaches build their team up and they can't go any farther than, than one point. Okay. They've reached their cap. They've reached their cap. Yeah. So do we, do we need somebody to come in and, and, and extend us further out? I mean, is he that guy? Um, I don't think he is. And me neither. And as I much, think, uh, and yeah, as much, no, he hasn't shown it. He's, uh, I mean, he he brought us to the Western Conference Final two years ago, which was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had a good, we had we've had a, a good few years uh, where we made the playoffs all three years. Um, but right now he's kind of set in his ways. Where the, I mean, you said it, David. He's just he knows the way he wants to coach and nobody can tell him otherwise. And it's not working. Um, It's not going to get, it it might get you to the first round of the playoffs as he, as it has over the past few years. Uh, And even that's a big F because we, uh, we basically got in on the last day last year. And so when um, in order to really kind of excel and make Minnesota, that championship team, Somebody else needs to be brought in unless Heath is willing to deviate from his game plan. Right. I think I mean, uh, just a combination of yeah. both uh, David and Tony here. Um, yeah, you, yeah. You can't, you know, Heath is really good with defense. I mean, he's proven that he's really good with defense, but you, a defense doesn't get you to the playoffs. You need to score goals to make the playoffs. And it right now we're on pace for 28 goals this season. That's it. Terrible. And it since MLS moved to a 34 match season back in 2011, there has never been a team to score fewer than 35 goals in a season and make the playoffs. Hmm. We aren't even on pace to hit 30. There's absolutely no way 
we're going to make the playoffs the way we are going right now, unless adjustments are made to get these attacking players to play. And I don't think Adrian Heath has any clue how to do that. I just don't think well, he does. We could we could talk about this guys for a long time. But let's stop because we gotta we gotta move on yeah. because you don't even I won't like, even I won't even after I mean David and Connor both put it very well. I'm not even gonna bother putting in my two cents on this one. So all right. Enough. So we'll take a quick break guys. Come back. We're gonna do a quick round the horn. Best lineup we could possibly do right now to make this team better. Uh, David, I think you brought this up in text. We'll do that. Um, we'll do a quick uh, preview. Well, not even a preview. What we're going to be next week. I think it's Colorado, guys. Uh, we're playing yes. Colorado. <laughs> we're playing at home. Here, Colorado. 7 o'clock next Saturday. We'll do a quick uh, scores there. Do some uh, history. And maybe a, just a quick funny story from the land of Florida. So uh, we'll be back in uh, one minute, guys. And we're back. Double break. Everybody's got like five minutes left. So let's briefly say that Aurora dropped their kit. Uh, the new Minnesota uh, women's team dropped their kit. Yeah, they were great. They're good. Great. Yeah, good, good kits. Good kits. They're playing at uh, down at the Minnesota Vikings uh, training camp site there. They'll be playing down there. You knew, the, think, you knew the bar had to be pretty high with the logo. I mean, when they released yeah. the logo, that was fantastic and the name. Yeah. And so yeah. we could only hope that the kit would be as good as yeah. it turned out to be. Yeah. I already bought one. It's on the way. It is nice. awesome. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, go around the horn, guys, and talk about next week's game, Colorado. Uh, it's at home, 7 o'clock next Saturday. Um so let's talk about what the score is going to be after the awesome match. I'll go first. I'm not going to be optimistic, guys. I'm going to say we're going to win uh, two to one. Two to one. Guys. That sounds pretty optimistic. That's, no, it's not. I was just going to say that's actually pretty optimistic. Well, well yeah. <laughs> I mean, comparing it to what we scored this year, yes, it's optimistic at all. Uh, yeah. Connor, what about you? I'm chalking it up to another 1-0 win. 1-0. Okay. Yep. Dave? I'm going with Connor. 1-0 win for Minnesota. I, I'm done. I'm done predicting Minnesota is going to score more than uh, one goal <laughs> a game. I'm not going to do it until they do it. You know, they got to prove it. Right. Prove it. Right. Right. They just uh, need LA Galaxy to come to town. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. David? So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the one that's going to be optimistic. Because I have to be optimistic, apparently. I'm too negative. Mm. Um, I, I think, okay, Colorado is essentially identical to us. Um, eight goals, four or five against. It's going to be a, a challenging game. But we're at home. I, I'm, I'm going to say... We're going to win 2-0. Ooh. I, I'm actually oh. going to say, yeah, I, I'm 82.1% confident that we are going to win. No, 72.1% confident that we're going to win 2-0. Yeah. 
right. and that's I, I saying a lot because Colorado yeah. they have our yeah. number. Yeah, yeah. and I'd be happy with that too. That's it's always been an interesting uh, matchup between these two teams, that's for sure. And and you know, I you know, we talk about being positive or negative. That's one thing, but I mean, there you know, you, results don't lie. Minnesota with five goals allowed in six games, you know, you'd expect them to be able to hold down the fort uh, against even a good team. They showed they you know right. they showed they gave up a goal to Seattle, but for the most part, all season they've played sound defensive, you know, defensively. So. Why not keep that going? And heck, if they can break that bubble and, and score multiple goals, awesome. But I will not predict it anymore. I'm done. All right. Until so they do it. Let's uh, quickly, I mean, let's do something different here. Um, we're going to talk about our lineups, preferred lineups. Let's put that on Twitter. Uh, All right. The preferred let's lineups or the scores? Oh, you brought it up. Preferred, preferred lineups. Let's put that on Twitter. So tomorrow I'm going to drop this podcast and uh, drop another hint that we're going to put our preferred lineups on Twitter. Just drop it right next to it. So everybody can drop it. Everybody's got Twitter here. Drop your preferred lineups on Twitter and we'll go from there. Cause I think actually I'll get a more response from people uh, who like it or dislike what we're talking about. In that thread you're saying. yeah. In that thread. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, Connor, you got some uh, history for us? I got a little bit. Yeah. All right, cool. So today is April 11th. Um, we're gonna go back uh, a week and we're gonna go back a week and see what we have here. Uh, all right. So we're gonna go with. Uh, let's go with April 5th, 2000. Uh, the Thunder won their season opener. 2-1 in overtime at the El Paso Patriots. Nice. So that one's kind of cool. They beat a Texas team. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was at the El Paso Patriots. It was probably the last time. <laughs> the last time we won in Texas. Yeah. Um, April 8th, 1977, the Kicks win 3-0 against Team Hawaii. Nice. Hmm. That's probably was that in Hawaii or in it was here. Oh, okay. But I think they went to Team Hawaii a couple times Mm -hmm. when they were when they were a team. Uh let's do one more here. Which uh oh, okay. Um 1986, the strikers win game two of the champ of the of the championship series at the San Diego Soccers. 2-1, and they tie the series at 1-1. The Sockers. Again, the Sockers. I can't. The San yeah. Diego Sockers. Marketing is... <sighs> Good luck. <laughs> Good God. All right, Connor. Well, thank you for that. Uh, before we get out of here, guys, one funny story. Well, it's not even a funny story. It's a happy story. Because in two months, guys, we'll be going to Miami... Yes. For a game, uh, for the Miami uh, Loons game. Um, I didn't know this, and this is crazy. Fort Lauderdale Airport, which I think we're all flying into, except for David, who'll be driving over. Um, there's monkeys there. Oh, really? You guys I have no idea. monkeys there? Like, uh, no. In cages? or No, like- they're not in cages. They're, they're free-ranging monkeys. Um, they are uh, a, uh, a colony of wild African green monkeys 
They have lived in the thick mangrove forest near the Fort Lauderdale airport uh, since 1948. Really? Wow. And the the thing is, guys, they uh, they in, in 1994s they're importing monkeys from Africa to do research on them. And these Oops. monkeys, well, yeah, David, I know, of course, because we did stupid shit back then. Uh, <laughs> seriously, we did. Yeah, uh, this wasn't a lab experience going wrong, was it? Well, no, they got out for <laughs> lab experiments. Yeah, they got out yeah. before that happened. They escaped, and now that's why they lived in escaped. living for. And now, hours. yeah, a whole bunch of them got out into the mangroves next to the airport, and they lived there. And they've let them live there for uh, hey. sixty years. 70 years? Yeah. 88. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. So they're all going to spend maybe like 50. Um, it's like 60 monkeys, wow. I think. that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> They've gone through some things, and uh, they just let them go. They have a special person in Florida who goes up there and checks on them yeah. all the time. Uh, but we fly in to Fort Lauderdale. Guys, we could potentially see the monkeys. Because they're right by the uh, parking ramp or whatever. And uh, yeah, this is it's kind of an amazing story. If you guys, I won't read the whole thing, but you guys will read about it. It's it's amazing that the monkeys escaped. They of course monkeys are not a Florida animal, right? You know, um, but the Florida government has let them live there for a long time and do their thing and keep reproducing and you know I, I, I feel like the escape of the monkeys is like a planet of the apes waiting to happen well I thought that too David <laughs> I did but nobody has injected them with any kind of a serum <laughs> or anything like that. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're still just doing their monkey things yeah. <coughs> well that's cool but it, it it's it's crazy I mean it, they're from Africa well now, you know who, Tony Something that people don't realize is that uh, Florida, mm-hmm. especially South Florida, mm-hmm. um, is is subtropical. I mean, yeah. it's it's the same environment. Yes. In fact, yeah. uh, just north of northeast of where I live, um, yeah. it's um, considered the exact same climate as African savanna. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's it's not. Well, there you go. I mean, it's basically what you see in parts of Africa, but um, in yeah, parts I of Central it, America. I, I mean, it's, a lot of a lot of us uh, Northerners don't get down to Florida too much in the summer. I mean, but I I have um, for a variety of reasons. But it's, you you start to realize that when when you're down there in the middle of summer, and it's in, it's already starting to heat up, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> David, down there. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I was I moved down here in September, so right at the end of summer. Holy shit! It is hot down here. And hum- uh, the humid, yeah, it's yeah. Humid. It's like you know, ninety plus humidity. It's seventy plus dew point. It's you know, temps are low to mid nineties every day. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's that, not that Gulf of Mexico uh, humidity, man. Yeah. Well, I don't think, guys. I don't think it's the. I mean, David, your point is true. Same as Africa, but Florida. But I don't think that's the, the, the issue. The issue is the expansion of people. Well, I mean, sure. how do these monkeys keep living? And I think the state of Florida is done a great job in, in closing kind of an area where they can live in the mangrove area. 
right next to the park. Technically on the airport grounds, you said. Oh yeah, yeah, it's right there, uh, right next to a parking ramp. So mm, it, it, cool. the, uh, the articles I read said in the at, at night they go into the parking ramp to try to find like people's shit. Like oh, they'll go in there and be like, "Hey, what's up, guy? No, oh, I'll take your uh, French fries or whatever Big you got chips. and bring it back." Yeah, exactly right. Um, but they, it is interesting to see a, a fucking African monkey in yeah. Florida. You know, it's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So when we fly down there in uh, June, uh, before we get go, guys, I want to say we did get our Airbnb in Fort Lauderdale. Right by the airport with a pool. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. David is trying to make it so he stays there the whole fucking time. Yeah. Which he should. Because I'm close. I'm close. Yeah. It's going to be just relax, <laughs> chill. Um, Connor's got his uh, his ticket. How much did you pay for that ticket, Connor? Which, uh, which ticket? The flight or the, the game? The flight. Uh, I was like, 164 and, and you're leaving minnesota at probably 11 p.m and leaving florida at 6 no, a.m or something like that i think it was actually a pretty decent time i gotta look it up no i don't yeah, well, geez, well, regar- regardless i don't I, honestly connor even if you were leaving at bad times i mean that price yeah, that's, a good price. that's yeah. an incredible price yeah. so there's there's two flights out of minnesota to miami or to Fort Lauderdale that day once okay, early okay, morning so- once yeah go ahead yeah um i'm leaving at uh 4 p.m and getting mm-hmm. there at 8 30 oh no, uh, that's, and good. that's good yeah and then i'm coming back that's that this is where it is it's uh, I'm, I'm coming back at uh 7 10 a.m oh so i have to wake up early on that tuesday well yeah that's that's gonna happen that yeah so the delta flights well, yeah, i'm looking at yeah that's good there's that's two delta flights I'm... I'm looking at and both of those are um Either early morning, which is fine, or late night, which is not good. Uh, but the prices keep like fluctuating. I have a little thing on my app that says, "Here it is, three three hundred twenty bucks or two seventy five." Now it's three fifty. Now it's two. It goes back and forth. But I will say this: we're down there. We're gonna hit a brewery for a podcast, guys. Now we all we should start looking at breweries for podcasts in Fort Lauderdale. Um, there are at least five breweries, at least five that I can see in like a ten mile radius from where we're staying. Oh wait a minute! Shouldn't we just do the podcast from the pool? I mean, we've got a pool at the Airbnb. Dave, have you been on this podcast long? <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> long enough. Apparently. Yeah, no, want- I'm looking forward to it. In all seriousness, yeah. I am looking forward to any yeah. any podcast we do in a brewery. Yeah. We'll we'll do a podcast in a brewery down there. Because we'll are there out. any on the beach? Because well, now Connor, I wish. I don't think there's many on the beach. Okay. I don't think they, they, don't, afford- they don't really allow alcohol on the beach yet. No. They don't. They don't. Now, I in my experience, if you're not out of control. You know, right? You can you it's get pretty easy, yeah. yeah. But yeah, technically, no, they do not allow alcohol on the beach. Technically, we uh, our place, guys, is right next to a Win Dixie. It's not a very good grocery store. Have you guys been to Win Dixie before? Never heard of one. Multiple times now. 
Sorry. You have well, you're in Florida now, David. But I've never been to Windisky, so I want to go in there and be like, hey, I've been to Windisky. Good yeah. You know, it, it's not Tony. You you, you won't uh, you won't be too impressed. I don't. Publix are mu- Publix are much more impressive. You guys Publix are, are more like high B. You guys are killing me right now. <laughs> I just don't Jesus put it on when on when. I mean, go ahead and put that on your list of things you're excited to see. And yeah. but don't don't keep it near the bottom, not near right, the top. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, the top is was Dixie kind of like comparable to Kmart or what? No, I mean Winn Dixie's there it's a decent grocery store, but it's uh, not I mean it's more like a festival. Okay. Well, yeah, I was gonna say oh, if you okay. can, all right, well, okay. Fine. Into a fine. High fine. Fine. No. fine. Yeah. Top of my yeah. list. My top of my list was seeing alligator. And then go to Win Dixie. Well, I guess I'm marking Win Dixie off that well, fucking list. And I've been here for seven months, and I have not seen an alligator yet. Well, shit. Interesting. I've I've haven't uh, spent a whole lot of time in Fort Myers, David. I, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not, but the one the one time one the, the I should say the last time I stayed in Fort Myers, and the only time I've been to Twin Spring training uh, for a couple games, I saw a alligator from the outfield like literally looking down mm. at uh, the swamp behind the outfield behind the stadium there was an I, I i was gonna swear at you but i'm trying to be less negative so oh <laughs> good job dave that good job good. You just, well, good. what i'm saying is i mean i'm surprised you haven't yet if you, yeah. maybe you have maybe you have but you need to get over to uh once they start playing the uh minor league games there in that stadium yeah. just head over there that, uh, yeah. yeah that starts uh next week i think yeah it does there you nice. go it's all work so we'll be all in Florida, guys. It's gonna be fun. Good times. Probably gonna sweat my ass off because it's gonna be like 95 degrees yep. and sunny or whatever it is. Um, I'm gonna start doing my uh, uh rowing machine now. I'm gonna start losing some weight to get in shape. Make sure you tan, get tan. Well, that's another thing too, is that I get a, a spray tan then? No, just pre-tan. Regular just, tan? Just, just, yeah. just pre-tan. Okay, okay. Get your get your skin used to it. Okay. Well, I'll do that. Because we'll do it doesn't that. matter if it's cloudy or we'll sunny do down here, you're yeah. fry. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. All right. Um, so we got that going on. Uh before we go, guys, I want to mention uh Dave's David's uh dog ate two geckos. Yes, mm. today. So mm. we're playing the game of is his dog going to be sick tonight? Yes. I miss. I mi- I must have missed that. Wow, um, oh, man. Yeah, it, it, are we going to like wake eight, up tomorrow eight, morning? Like to eight, a eight or before? just chewed? Oh no, no, no! Like he, there, we had a small one in mm-hmm. our oh, eye that he just swallowed whole. Swallow that shit. Um, oh, and, then, holy. and when, then the second one was, you know, maybe like. Uh, sorry, obviously you guys can't tell how long it is. Um, probably like. Uh, five and a half inches yeah and he wow. ravaged that thing i mean he like ravaged. threw it in the air and oh it yeah 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 and you just sat there and watched i i did <laughs> what, tech, what, what kind of dog is stanford again hey jack russell, jack right. russell that's right. i mean they're hunters so they're know. inquisitive yeah. they're inquisitive dogs yeah yeah i'm surprised your cat hasn't gotten one yet dude i don't have a cat anymore oh i'm sorry man I, I actually, I you guys you. probably didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he passed last oh, year. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. dude. Yeah. I still had a cat. Yeah. Damn it! But he that's, would have. He would have. And this is why the, the your dog is getting all the shit now because yeah. the cat's not there. Right. Yeah. Um. So, 
let's quick round the horn, guys. Will David's dog puke or shit over the place tonight from the gecko geckos? I'm gonna say yes. Connor, I'm gonna say no. Okay, Dave, absolutely yes. He's gonna do it. He's gonna throw up. He's gonna throw up. No. Oh, okay. Okay. So if he vomits, is it going to be a whole gecko? Well, wow. oh, man, that's a, that's different though. Because that's what I'm concerned about. Because did he like he didn't chew he didn't, he didn't chew it at all? The gecko. They chew it. Well, the 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 big one he chewed. The the small the one, one I don't think he did that shit. Uh, the small one, I'm pretty sure he just. So the small one might be roaming around in his stomach right now. Be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I don't know. Oh boy. All I know is that Henry eats a bunch of stuff in the backyard all the time, and he never he yeah. Well, pukes, yes. So. But David, do you think your dog's gonna puke tonight or crap himself? Crap himself? Uh, I, I'm I'm going with I'm going with there's a good chance. He's been too healthy-ish right now. He's happy. He's happy. Go the lucky. other shoe is dropping today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been too healthy. He's gonna get sick tonight. He's been Good with boy. me this entire podcast, and he's been really happy. And yeah, it's gonna happen. I'm a bit worried. That's that's trouble, dude. Yeah, yeah. that's trouble. Um, so guys, let's get out of here. We got Colorado next week, guys. We'll do a podcast. I think next, probably next Sunday. Next Sunday is Easter. Yeah. Just FYI. But, oh, that's right. Oh, Holy yeah. shit! That's right. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Sunday night might be an option, but yeah, Sunday night might work. <laughs> yeah, Sunday night might work. Yeah, yeah. Right. after the eggs have been picked up from the yard and Easter Bunny has come and. Yep. We're all we get her ham or whatever. So we'll talk about it. But uh, for yeah. myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. See ya. See ya.